Hey, what's up? Hello! Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl. I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi-straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else that we just don't understand. On today's episode, Women's Viagra. Sounds fake, but okay. okay. Before we go into this week's pod, I've been News. told by Kayla to tell you. I don't know why she. I mean, I can you. say it. Do it because I, I kind of forgot what it was. To. I forgot okay. what it was. Tell them. Okay. First of all, dumb. Um, we are almost a whole year old. It's like Woo-hoo. a child. On like July thirty first, it'll be a year since our first episode came out. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. So, yeah. I don't know. Any thoughts on that, Sarah? If this podcast were a human being... Okay, this is not really the thought I was asking. I, I still... It's still a little bit younger than I would prefer as a human being. Uh, some people might consider it cute. Um, it it might... Can one-year-olds walk? I don't remember. I think they can walk, like, really poorly. Okay, I was more asking for, like... I know this is hard for you, but, like, some emotions... No. Some, like, thoughts on it being a year old. She's elderly now. In podcast years, I feel like she is elderly. Okay, so you're gonna... <laughs> are we... It's been an okay time. Okay, what was the next thing? What? Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say some nice things, but I guess we can skip that. Kayla, we've been through this. I said nice things to you today, and that's my whole quote I'm not trying to say month. some nice things about you. Oh, no, say, that was my nice things quota for the whole month, for every nice thing. <laughs> anyway, we be- because we're a year old, me and Sarah try to be, like, slightly more serious about the podcast, which we probably can't tell because we still sound like a mess. You say this as if we're not extremely serious. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm talking this is going to be a pretty boring podcast. Aren't they all? <laughs> anyway, point being, um, we recently put out a survey to our listeners to hear from you guys what you've been liking and things about you because TBH, we're trying to see if anyone will sponsor us and give us money dollars. Hell yeah. And it would help if we knew about you. And also to the people that already have, thank you. And your feedback has been very nice and cute. And we know our audio sucks. I'm sorry. We're I was literally, I was literally about to say our audio sucks. We know we're trying to work on that. We are actually trying to work on it. Um, if you want to help us work on it, you can become a patron and give us money anyway. Um, <laughs> so there'll be a link down below to our new website, and on that website, you can find a link to the survey. It'll pop right up and be there and Wait, say, listen I don't, to the survey. How am I supposed to say the website at the end if, Kayla, you haven't even told me what the website is? I sent you the website. No, you didn't. You've seen it. I've seen a picture of it you took with your phone. I haven't sent you the actual thing. No. Okay, please hold. Okay, anyway. Anything else we want to say on that topic? Take take our thing. Yeah. Sarah Give has now feedback. seen the website if you were I, yeah. curious. She just looked at it. I've now looked at it. <laughs> great. Um, Very professional, yeah. as you can see. We're doing great on this goal. We're trying. Okay. okay. Anyway, <laughs> now that we've done that, uh, this week's episode is... Okay, so this week's episode was prompted by a video I saw about a month ago, I would say, on Facebook. Um, and we'll link we'll link that video to you. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those, like... Now this or whatever videos where it's just it like it was. I feel like I think it was like now this her or something. It was. It's now this. Yeah, now this her. Um, mm. And basically, it was talking about this pill called Addy A D D uh, Y I. However, Addy. you pronounce that. Um, that is a pill for um, women's sexual. Quote, like, women's, quote, sexual dysfunction. Unquote. Libido. Um, yeah. Sexual desire or whatever. They've used all of these terms to talk about it. Yeah. Um, 
And basically, um, this video was talking about it was talking about the drug, was talking about why this woman um, came up with it, um, talking about like getting it FDA approved, blah blah blah. When I was watching it, I was just like, hmm, interesting, because there are some good things here and there are some bad things here. And I was wanna, like, that'd make a good podcast episode. I, well, I just watched the video today. It was very interesting. But do we want to first mm-hmm. explain, like, what the drug is supposed to do? Yeah. No, we should. Um, so, basically, this is a drug that is supposed to help with your sexual desire for women, specifically. Basically, there's this disorder for women called hypoactive sexual desire disorder, And apparently, quote, millions of women suffer from it, and it makes you have a low libido, which is your sex drive, and, like, high stress. And so this drug is supposed to, like, make your sex drive and libido libido higher. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Some people have called it, like, a female Viagra. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't... Um, yeah. Misleading beginning of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Click but basically, um, so th- this uh, article or this website is talking about the drug. This website is not really a fan of this drug. But it says, <laughs> though Adye has been dubbed the female Viagra in some media reports, the two drugs are very different. Viagra helps men who already want to have sex but are not able to physiologically. Adye changes brain chemistry in women to help them want to have sex. Viagra is taken on an as-needed basis to help increase blood flow to the penis. Addy must be taken every day for an undetermined amount of time to even be minimally effective. Right. Um, So when this video was talking about HSSD, or hypoactive sexual desire disorder, they were talking about how this disorder has been known since the 70s, and they've done brain scans, and it's like a chemical in women's brains that makes their libido and sex drive lower. So this drug is basically changing brain chemistry, kind of like any other psychoactive drug, like your mm-hmm. Prozac or your ADHD mm-hmm. medication. Right. Where right Viagra, it's like men still can get turned on and actually like complete sex. It's just that like... It's just that enough blood won't go to their penis. Yeah, it's their like body just, just won't do a blood it right. situation. It's not yeah. about sex drive at all. Right. Um, and so I'm looking at the website, um, and it's basically talking about um, HSDD. Um, HSSD. This says Wait, HSDD. it is HSDD. Wait, they, oh, this video was wrong. Really? There's a typo in this video. They call it hypoactive sexual desire disorder. In parentheses, HSSD. That's wrong. It's HSSD. That is wrong. <gasps> All right. But the website Tracker. for this drug um, says, like, if you have HSCD, you are satisfied. In the past, your desire for sex, your desire for sex has decreased. Your decreased desire for sex has persisted for six months or more. Your decreased desire for sex is bothering you. And then it says not HSDD. Um, HSDD is not a lack of desire for sex due to relationship issues. HSDD is not a lack of desire for sex caused by a medical or mental health issue. HSDD is not a lack of desire for sex caused by a medication that you are taking. Which, okay, because basically what that's saying is it's saying, you know, you might have this if you previously had sexual desire and now you feel you don't anymore. Here's my question, though. So they're saying Mm -hmm. that you don't have this if you're having a medical issue, a psychological issue, if you had trauma in the past. Mm-hmm. I am 99% sure that those events can change your brain chemistry. Yeah. And if this is a psychoactive drug, couldn't that cause HS- HSDD? Yeah. Also... Like if you're taking a medication that changes your brain chemistry to reduce your libido, yeah. that's still... Cha- like, I don't understand. Right, and also, that is saying that, you know, you had to have had, like, sexual desire in the past for this to be applicable to you, but that's not what everyone says, from what I understand. Just, like, the video that we just watched, which, obviously, they're not experts, but, like, you know, it's, 
they like the now this videos get a lot of views. This video has seven hundred and thirty three thousand views, and so like they need to be doing the research right. And what they said in the video was basically like, if you just have too low of sexual desire, this woman's saying like it's biological, you know, blah 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 blah, which. And, like, what the woman was saying was, like, she was talking about how, you know, if there are, like, issues with sex, for men it's deemed as, like, a a physical issue, and for women it's deemed as, like, you know, there's something wrong with you, you need to just, like, read Fifty Shades of Grey or, like, whatever. Um, Which I think is a valid point to, to think about, like, double standards in terms of how we're viewing, like, sexual desire of men and women. But the way this video was talking about it was basically just being like, you should want to have a higher sex drive. And if you have a low sex drive or no sex drive, that's wrong and you need medication to fix it. Yeah, I think it's, and by the way, the woman in the video is, her name is Cindy Eckert. And she's actually Mm -hmm. like the one that developed the idea for the drug. And she's the CEO of this, the company that developed, like sells the drug, whatever. But I think it's, yeah, I think it walks a really thin and vague line because it's on the one hand, yeah, we do want women to be satisfied in sex and, like, the stigma that, like, oh, women don't even like to have sex and it's all about the man and, like, it's not even worth it to give a woman an orgasm or, like, any of that. That Mm -hmm. is bad and you know, this kind of thing is bringing light to that. But then, yeah, you're also thinking, like, well, what is this telling people that don't have any sex drive? Right. And I and this woman, this Cindy Eckert woman, I think she had very good intentions. And I think she came into this with kind of, like, a very feminist mind, mindset because she was yeah. saying that she had this idea because she was working at somewhere that produced Viagra. And yeah, she was she, like, why yeah. don't we have and she. Also now, I guess she sold the drug company and then the CEO was a man and she was like, um, hell no. So she took her company back. Yeah. And now has a different, a second company that like gives money to female entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think all like, it's like break the pink ceiling or something. Yeah. And And I think all that is great. Yeah, and so you can, like, she has good intentions. Right, and so everyone in the comments was, like, applauding this woman and being like, oh my god, this is great. And at first, I was kind of falling into that too, but then I was thinking more about what this drug is supposed to do and why it does it. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, I I think, obviously, this woman has good intentions and that this drug could be helpful for a lot of women. I'm not saying... Mm -hmm. Like, I I personally don't currently know where I fall on, like, my opinion of whether this drug should or shouldn't be a thing. Like, I, mm-hmm. Same. I, I like, don't know. I don't know right now. But I do think that, like, falling into the wrong hands, this drug could be bad for asexuals. Because I know I've recently been reading a lot online about how asexual people will go to their therapist or the doctor and they've never heard of asexuality before. Mm -hmm. So if you can imagine, maybe someone that doesn't know they're asexual yet goes to their doctor and is like, I don't have any sexual desire. And then their doctor, not knowing, and this person not knowing what asexuality is, gets Mm -hmm. prescribed this drug. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, now are we just correcting, quote unquote, correcting sexuality with drugs? Right. And And then at that point, you're kind of asking a question of like, should we be, quote-unquote, fixing sexuality? Right. Should we be trying to change sexuality? Right. You know, and all we, of that stuff. And we got into this conversation a bit in our episode with our friend Miranda's mom. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I'm struggling with this, because it is such a difficult conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, like, we even got feedback from that episode of people being like, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. And and it is hard to talk about, you know, the chemistry or the biology behind sexuality Mm -hmm. or, like, what is actually the driving force of sexuality within a person. Right. Because in my opinion, if you're looking at people, like, everything about a person comes from somewhere biologically. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, there's, like, my... I struggle with depression and anxiety. 
yes, like trauma in my life, trauma is like, I, okay, I'm fine. But like things in my past have caused that, but it's also my brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. So it's like, to me, I'm of the opinion and I, this, I might make, might be bad and might people make, make people mad. But like, to me, I think sexuality might have a biological or a chemical backing mm-hmm. that like you could find by science. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, look at this. Like, asexual people have a lower amount of this, like, hormone than right. straight people. Right. So, but, you know, then you get into it. Like, what if we one day do find that that's true? And then you start prescribing people drugs like this. Yeah, there starts to be, like, corrective. So that everyone yeah. is straight. Right. And I... Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I definitely agree with what you said earlier, where this drug is just, like, it's really walking the line. Like, it's yeah. it's it's really, to me, very questionable. And other, like, a lot of people are just like, oh my god, this is amazing, this is so fantastic. And that, I think, is also just really reflective of how invisible asexuality is in our culture. Yeah. Um, because on the website of the medication on a couple other sites I've been on talking about like sexual dysfunction and talking about the medication, not a single one of them has mentioned sexuality. Um, whether yeah. that's, you know, asexuality or otherwise, not a single one has mentioned it. Um, yeah. cause like on the ad, I still don't know how to say it <laughs> on that website, you know, as I said before, when it said like not HSDD, it said the reasons that you might have a lack of desire for sex that makes you not have this disorder, relationship issues, medical or mental health issue, medication you're taking, which is like, where does asexuality fall there? (laughs) Yeah, because Um, that would totally be part of that. Right. Yeah. So basically there's that, that aspect of it. Um, And like, again, I'm kind of jumping back and forth between this thought a lot, but it's just like, I I don't want to blame the people who made it because I think they had really good intentions. That's but, what yeah, that's what's hard for me is like I don't fully think this is a bad thing. Mhm. Because like cuz I women, I think we should be talking about women's like yeah. Like, this is yeah, I cuz like, yeah, women should be empowered to have sex, but this is something like I think about a lot is like currently in feminism where we're at is women being powered empowered to have sex whenever and with whoever they want Mm -hmm. and that's great because that's leaps and bounds than we were before but that doesn't include the acceptance of women who don't want to have sex at all because Mm -hmm. it's like oh we're all free now like why don't you want to have sex we're you know it's women's liberation right and so this is kind of going into that for me it's like well i should be happy because that's helping that Mm-hmm. But then we're still not making all the steps forward that I would like us to. Right. And also, I just, like, I am I looked up a couple, uh, looking at a couple different sites that talk about sexual dysfunction. And um, so for starters, it says some 43% of women and 31% of men report some degree of sexual dysfunction, uh, which is a high number. Um, yeah. And so it talks about a couple different types. So there's pain disorders where it just, like, it hurts to have sex. Orgasm disorders mean, like, you can't. Arousal disorders meaning you're you're unable to become physically aroused during sexual activity. Um, And that talks about those, which those are all, like, perfectly valid. Um, Mm -hmm. But then the other one, they talk about desire disorders, which is just a lack of sexual desire or interest in sex. And that, the word disorder used there, I don't like it. Yeah, that... Because the other ones, you're right, feel perfectly valid to me. It's people mm-hmm. that want to have sex. But, but just have trouble physically achieving Yeah, there's something, like, biologically, physically wrong. Yes. But right. desire, to me, is inherently more emotional and psychological. Right. And to call that a disorder is alarming to me. And so, like, I think that is one of the issues with this drug is because this woman, like, what she's saying, like... In women, it's a chemical... It almost seems like she's saying... And I could just be interpreting this wrong, but, like, if that's how it's coming off, there is an issue with that, even if that's not what's meant. Um, Yeah. Which is... It sounds like she's saying that, like, for men, um, 
it's just an issue with the body not working. But for women, it's about your brain. And it's about how your brain thinks of it and treats it. Um, Which isn't even necessarily true because looking at, you know, these websites talking about sexual dysfunction, there are just as many symptoms for women as for men that are, like, inability to, like... Yeah, they're physical. Like, physical stuff. There are just as many for women. I mean, they're different, but they're they're just as numerous. You know what's interesting about that is this woman... What did I say her name was? Cindy, uh, Cindy Ecker. Yeah, said in the video promoting this drug, like, oh, for men it's always been inherently physical, but for women mm-hmm. it's psychological. Like, oh, go right. take a vacation, read a book. But she's kind of making it... She's making it psychological. Still about that. Right. And so if this were a drug that were purely, um, you know, dealing with the sexual dysfunction issues in women of inability to to achieve or I can't even read, um, (laughs) but like inability to achieve orgasm, inadequate vaginal lubrication before and during intercourse. Yeah. And inability to relax the vaginal muscles, muscles Mm. enough to allow intercourse, which is wild. But, like, those are actual symptoms of, like, the body not allowing itself to have sex. And if the drug were dealing with that, I wouldn't have any issue with it. Um, yeah. But I think it's just the way, the fact that it's about changing your desire for sex. It that's almost, the problem. It, like, this is a very drastic comparison. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't think, I don't, it's, I think it's pretty drastic. But, like... Mm-hmm. Homosexuality used to be in the, um, oh shoot, what's it called? The DSM? The DSM, yeah. Yeah, for, and that's the psychological book and manual where all disorders are in. And so homosexuality Mm -hmm. used to be in that as, like, a psychological disorder. Right. Like, that's almost what this is kind of reminding me of. Mm -hmm. Like, is that very drastic to say? I don't think that's drastic to say. Because even if it's not meaning to, it's... It's considering a lack of sexual desire disorder. And and I, I do have a, a bit of an issue, kind of, with the idea with HSDD that, you know, it's, you know, you previously had a lot of sexual desire, or a lot, or you previously had sexual desire and now you have less, um, which I think in some cases is, like, totally valid. Because it was saying, like, a lot of people, a lot of times it's, like, older women who are nearing menopause, which, like, your body does weird things then. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, that makes sense. But I think in other scenarios, for starters, sexuality is fluid, and, like, that could be what's up. But also, like, you know, if it is, as it mentioned, some sort of, you know, like, traumatic something that happens to you that makes you, you know, have some sort of, like, aversion to sex, there is, you know, that sort of thing can cause, like... a a little bit of, like, a chemical change in your brain and in how you think of things. And so how much do we want to say this needs to be fixed, I guess? Well, that's that's what I was just thinking is because what if a woman did have sexual desire and then it declined? Maybe because of a traumatic reason, maybe just because it did. Mm -hmm. If the woman wanted to get her sexual desire back, is it still bad for her to take that drug? I I think I th- I think it all comes down to the reason someone is taking the drug. Because, you know, if someone has if we're sticking with the example of like a traumatic event, you know, if the person is like, you know what, I'm ready to move on from this, like I I still have this aversion to sex, but I don't want to have this aversion to sex anymore. Like I want to just like move forward. I, I, well, even like, that is hard because I was like, about yeah your I was about to say sex isn't just I want I want to make all of this very clear to everyone listening like a big disclaimer that like we realize that it's not as simple as brain chemistry I think mm-hmm. we're making it sound like it is but like obviously for a traumatic event there's a lot that chem- goes on brain chemistry is part of it right but that's not there's also just like the psychology and feeling as a person right of like you could completely fix your brain chemistry quote-unquote fix your brain chemistry but you might still have a sex aversion just because you know mm-hmm. like you just have memories of it like it's not and I, I just don't want to take anyone to take 
what we're saying and twist it because yeah, I I think we're talking about it very simplistically when it's in fact not. And that's the thing too is that I think that's part of the problem with the drug is the drug is taking it very simplistically. Right. It's saying, you know, this is a brain issue and it needs to be fixed so that you have sexual desire. And like I know it's a drug and a drug can't be like let me look at all of the things in your brain and like let me pick right. out the ones like it can't do that. But like I I think it's important to think about this as a complex conglomeration of different reasons why someone might not have sexual desire and you need to consider all of them and I think it really depends on the individual because some people who have previously had a sex a sex aversion because of some traumatic event might be like, you know what, yeah, I really want this. And other people might be like, I don't want a drug to, like, undo. Like, a drug can't fix right. what happened to me. You know what I mean? Right. And I like, think... Yeah, and I think it really does depend on the person because for some people, it might have nothing to do with sexuality, mm-hmm. not having this desire, having HSDD. And for some people, it might be their sexuality, their asexuality, that's the driving force behind this quote-unquote disorder. Right. And that's why, like, the bodies are just so complex. Like, mm-hmm. when I was saying earlier, like, I don't know, maybe sexuality has something to do with chemicals. Like, on the one hand, I do believe that that could be true, but I also know, like, people are just so complex. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's not just totally chemistry that's driving everything. Like, every part right. of you intermixes to make you not to get like really deep but like (laughs) all the parts like your chemicals your body your soul if you believe in that all intermix to make you like what Mm -hmm. you are and so to take it and be like well it's just brain chemistry and Mm -hmm. we're gonna like fix it just by looking at this one part of your body is like Mm -hmm. that is not like maybe it is part of it but even if it's part of it you can't just take part of a whole and be like well we did it Right. And I think that's also part of the difference between that and Viagra, which is, like, Viagra, it doesn't have anything to do with your motivation for having sex. Right. It has everything to do with your body taking part in this thing that humans are, like, it's the number one thing humans are designed to do. Yeah. Is if I'm, is reproduce. If I, yeah. If I know correctly, Viagra is just, like, when you get old, you're, like... Your dick stops blood working. Flow isn't, well, it's like your blood flow isn't as good because you're, like, yeah. old and your veins are stupid. Yeah. And so it's just, like, your blood can't get there, like, fast enough and yeah. a good enough amount. It's, right. like, literally just blood pressure. Viagra is just, like, a blood pressure medicine. Yeah. I think. I, I could, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Right. That could be um, extremely wrong. But. But, yeah. Like and it's I, nothing to do with your, you know. Exactly. Whereas this, this drug is trying to address a much, much more complex thing because it's trying to address your motivation to have sex. Right. Um, yeah. So I just, I think it's a little... I just, like, don't like to think, honestly. I, I think I think it's a controversial drug, but not for the reasons... Not, like, people, not for the reasons people think it is. Exactly. Because um, some people are saying, so, like, this this article is saying, like, you know, what's the controversy? Um, so they're saying, like, you know, there's the argument that since men have medications to treat sexual dysfunction, it's called level the playing field. This one's saying, uh, others say that there are better ways to treat low sexual desire than with a pill. After all, low libido can be caused by stress, lack of intimacy, previous sexual trauma, or other underlying emotional problems that medication likely wouldn't address. Or asexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in some cases, this is a quote, uh, in, in some cases over the past few years, women were even told by their insurance companies that they needed to see a psychiatrist and not just a gynecologist or general practitioner before their prescription for ADE would be covered. Um, there's also a lot of um, argument slash discussion about how well it actually works. Um, here's my thing. I, like, kind of agree with the psychologist piece, because if this is a drug designed to change your brain chemistry, mm -hmm. shouldn't a psychologist be prescribing it? Yeah, that's valid. At first I was like, why do they, because at first it made it seem like they need to be, like, checked to see if they're, like, crazy or something. Like, I think it's, like, like, it's literally a psychoactive drug. Yeah, no, that's valid. 
That is that is valid because because it's not like I on one hand uh, the world we live in makes women jump through a lot of hoops to get you know what they need for their sexual health. A very yeah. good example is birth control. Um, yeah. In the United States, you have to jump through a thousand hoops to get birth control. Um, and so I, 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 I get the criticism, but now that you say that, it's like, well, it, it is a... Hmm, That's yeah. where this drug just gets, like, hard for me, because anything fucking with your brain could be so bad. And also, like, a gynecologist like, or general practitioner is... I, I don't necessarily trust that, like, your everyday gynecologist or general practitioner knows jack shit about sexuality. Whereas yeah. a psychiatrist, if you're seeing a psychiatrist who is... Like there's, there's psychologists that specialize in right. sexuality. And who have a lot more experience with it. Um, yeah. And that not all of them do, um, which is also no. important to note. But I would say more of them have experience with sexuality than gynecologists do. No, I've, I've definitely seen... Like ads for that sounds that's uh, like you know things about psychologists. That's like this is a psychologist that specializes in mm-hmm. sexuality. Like people that are not straight, and yeah. like that's part of the reason they're struggling, right? So, um, like or just they're like, "Hi, I'm a safe space." Yeah. If you aren't straight, um, yeah. I mean, a psychiatrist should be a safe space anyway. But you know, there are <laughs> people in the world. Um, <laughs> There sure are. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's a valid point. But yeah, there's also a lot of discussion about whether it actually works. Um, this website seems pretty reputable. It's called the National Women's Health Network. It's a .org, so you know, oh, yeah, trust you those know, .orgs. You know it's good. Um, so this is saying that it's only been tested in a small subset of women. I don't know when this was posted. So that would be relevant. Yeah, I don't know when this article was posted. But it says... The participants who enrolled in the initial clinical trials for Addy were premenopausal, heterosexual, and generally very healthy women. Most of them, uh, more than 85% were white, more than 86% were non-Hispanic, and more than 85% were non-smokers. Um, so whether that can be generalized to the public, question mark. Yeah, um, clinical trials are real tricky. Yeah. Um, I wonder, because the video, the... Um, now this video also talks about, so the first time they, like, they did a, um, the first time they did a clinical trial and submitted mm-hmm. it to the FDA, the FDA, they rejected FDA it. denied them, mm-hmm. and then they, like, sued the FDA and were like, no. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost wondering now, like, so originally I was like, oh, fuck the FDA, they were just being sexist, blah, but now I'm wondering, Yeah, like, at first I was wondering that, but now, they, right, because like, being sexist, or were they just like, um, your, <laughs> your clinical trial is mm-hmm. ass? Because, like, this website, it seems to be... Um, pro-choice, it seems to really take what they do seriously, and it's all about women's health. And they're basically shitting on this drug. They're saying, you know, they're talking about, like, some of the side effects can be pretty severe, it may Mm -hmm. interfere with other drugs, including uh, hormonal contraceptives. Um, Yeah, I mean, anything fucking with your brain chemistry and hormones, like, I was on a hormonal birth control for a while, and it sent me into, like, what like a three month anxiety attack that I had to yeah. go to the hospital for? Was, like Sarah that was, was there a rough for that. couple months. Yeah, it was a bad couple months, and mm-hmm. that was just like a birth control. Can you imagine what this could do to someone? Right. Like, it was actually rejected by the FDA twice. So, th- so those of you who aren't American, I oh, realize yeah, sorry. kind of assume <laughs> I'm very a lot sorry. Of, uh, you are American in this pod. Um, so the FDA is the it's the Food and Drug Administration in the United States. Basically, they approve. In, in terms of drugs, they approve drugs and be like, yeah, this is safe. Like, you or, can sell this to the public. Yeah. Um, and, and you have to basically, to get it approved, you have to develop it and then put it through a series of clinical trials to be like, look, in this group of people, it was effective and mm-hmm. it didn't harm them and it, like, hurt them more than it harmed them, whatever, you know, you've got to do all that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so this says it was actually rejected by the FDA twice, um, once in 2010 and once in 2013, because, quote, it simply did not work consistently better than placebo. Also, the drug sponsor was unable to prove Addie's minimal benefits outweighed its serious safety concerns, unquote. See, there's the thing for me. I was, I studied in a placebo lab mm-hmm. last summer, and, like, 
placebos can actually change your brain chemistry. Mm -hmm. Like, people believe... The the power of people believing things is so strong that Mm -hmm. even if you tell someone, I'm going to give you a placebo, Mm -hmm. it will still work. Like, Mm -hmm. you tell them, hey, I'm going to give you a placebo, but if you believe it'll work, they'll be like, okay, and then it does. Like, that's how powerful people's brains are. So, like... To the fact that this might not even be more powerful than a placebo is just like, well, what the hell? Right. And it also says, okay, quote, after adjusting for placebo, only about 10 to 12% of women in clinical trials benefited even minimally from taking Addy. From this small subset of women, the minimal benefits of taking Addy seem to be felt by about eight weeks, which means you have to take it for eight weeks That's to even so find long. out if it works. That's so long. Yeah. And also, if it has a lot of safety concerns in terms of side effects. Mm. Uh, okay, so this also says, uh, quote, Addy does not improve the ability to orgasm or the quality of sex. Addy works by changing brain chemistry to affect desire of sex or libido in premenopausal women. It does not make it easier for women to achieve orgasm, nor does it make sex more enjoyable for either partner. Now um, I'm wondering what brain chemistry they're changing, like what hormone... I don't even know. Are they giving people? I don't even know. I, because, what? Yeah. And basically, ultimately, this website's just being like, we need more information. People can't make informed decisions about this drug yet. So, you know. I like, the more I, I, so now, yeah, because at first I was like, oh, the FDA is just being sexist and Mm -hmm. no one wants women to have good sex. And now Mm -hmm. I'm like. Huh. Yeah. I I I I also felt that way and now I'm like I think the FDA might be right because and it could have been that they were presented with more evidence the third time around to make them approve it. It also could have to do with public pressure. Yeah. Um, because if a lot of people were saying, Oh, you're sexist for rejecting this, if people were rallying behind it and those people yeah. were, didn't have weren't fully informed about everything with this drug, but were just mad. They could have felt pressure to okay it, which, I mean, you shouldn't do, but, you know, it happens. So. I'm just, I was just looking up Eddie. And um, for alcohol, it says avoid very serious interactions can occur. Mm-hmm. You know people aren't going to avoid it. Oh, yeah. Any medication that's like, don't use alcohol, they're going to. Oh, I'm not supposed to take have alcohol with my medication. You bet your ass I had alcohol just today, bitch. Yeah. So, and also, you can do, the website has an option to, quote, can, this is from an article about it, quote, consult with the medical professional over the phone and receive their prescription in the mail, unquote. Basically, they're saying, you can consult with our doctors. You don't even need a prescription. You You don't even need a prescription from your own. I mean, it's, I guess if it's with a medical professional, yeah. But, like, Mm. I'm not going to trust a medical professional who works for the drug. Yeah, they're just paying, yeah. Because they're going to want to give it to me. And they're going to, I mean, yeah, like, legally they have to tell you the risks, but, like, they're going to hedge it. They're going to be like, oh, it's not that bad. You know. Here, okay, so I just, I'm looking at a website, sciencemag.org, about how the drug actually works. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about, it's a lot of sciencey things mm-hmm. about receptors and whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I know about it. I'm a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically like, okay, they're going to make it so serotonin doesn't get in your body as much. Mm-hmm. And... Dopamine and norepinephrine, mm-hmm. which are like the happy hormones that make you right. feel good, are going to like increase. Mm-hmm. Which sounds a lot like what an antidepressant does. Yeah. So I'm like, what? Yeah. There's also like, it. They don't even know what this one hormone really does yet. Like mm-hmm. the exact mechanism of these. Transient shifts in neurotransmitters levels, however, is still largely unknown. So they're basically, yeah. like, taking your hormones and your neurons and, like, making some of them fire slower and some faster so you get different levels. And they're like, okay, we did it. But, like, mm-hmm. no. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just, like, I think this drug was really pushed because people viewed it as, like, a female sexual liberation thing. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that people are gunning for female sexual liberation. What I think is important to do is consider everything. You yeah. know, like, I feel like a lot of times people, when there's when they're faced with something, whether it's a drug or whether it's a, a candidate for office or, you know, whatever, who, Ooh, a, who appears to appeal to their beliefs, that's great. But I think you really need to make sure that it's... <laughs> Now that I'm talking about both people and drugs, it's a little harder to come up with the sentence. But basically, <laughs> you need to do your research. Like, yeah, like don't like, just blindly be like, oh, this is so feminist. Yeah. I'm gonna love it. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like, Sarah and I do a lot of the research for the stuff we do, like, on the fly while we're recording. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's kind of why this podcast is such a mess, because we set it up like an actual conversation. Yeah. Where we're, so, like, me and Sarah were just researching those things. And, and this in the beginning is also, of the episode, I was like, I don't know my opinion. And then I just did my research, and I was like, I don't like this. Like, I can tell you right now, my opinion has changed, and I don't like this. Right. And it's I think... solely for the reason that, like, it's not safe medically. Right. Like, I would say, if it were a totally safe drug, I think my opinion would still be like, I don't know. Yeah. But... But, like, it, but, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now that I know... Because before I had kind of only researched what it did, but yeah. now that I've looked more into why it like was rejected health, by the FDA, yeah. I think this is very concerning. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, from the outside, we were like, oh, fuck the FDA, and then mm-hmm. you do your actual research, and you're like, well, maybe fuck this drug. Right, and it's like, you know what, maybe fuck the FDA, too, for other reasons. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> probably. you know, but I, I, I think... I just think people need to do their research and I think people need to, you know, if there's something that like appears to be groundbreaking and appears to be really good and line up with your beliefs, um, but there are issues with it, I think you need to be open to criticizing it. Because and I think you could even say that to the, de- the developers of this drug on mm-hmm. asexuality. Like mm-hmm. if they had done their research on low sex desire or drive mm-hmm. don't you think they would have found asexuality or did they and One they just left think. it out because well maybe okay here's the thing conspiracy mm-hmm. theory they did know about it and realized if they said that that it would make asexuality seem like a disorder so they just left it out so they didn't sound like assholes thanks for the ace erasure if if that's what happened um well can't you imagine that happening though oh, oh yeah um Honestly, I think more likely they don't know jack shit about asexuality. Is I, yeah, I really think that's the most likely. Well, so bring it back to them. There, then, they just didn't do their research. Yeah. Yeah. The moral of the story is, like, just everyone do your fucking research, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree. This took a depressing turn. I was expecting to, like, you know, I don't know what I was yeah. expecting. I was also expecting to, like, make more of a comparison to male, like, the treatment of of male sexual desire in this podcast or in this episode but like i feel like everyone like we all know that we get it like we get that we've been knew that men's sexual desire is more important than women's in the eyes of society yeah yeah um yeah i just think i think this was created with good intentions but i think it has a lot of issues yeah. That are medical and also have to do with sexuality and also have to do with, um, yep, sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I think, because I've heard, uh, not just from this, but from other places about, you know, people who don't have sexual desire being diagnosed with some sort of, like, disorder. Yeah. And it's like, that is really questionable to me. And and there's a lot to say about asexuality um, existing as, you know, a disorder or whatever, um, which we're going to go into in another episode. We just now decided. Um, yeah, we, so we there's, have there's been too researching. Much. Yeah, yeah, Sarah just did some research and we realized that this is like, 
a bigger issue than we had ever thought about, I think. I mean, I knew it was a big issue. I don't think I, I... I personally, and this is bad, didn't think about it much. I knew it was a big issue, but I also knew that there wasn't much information on it. But this essay, I, I found a very long... I think it's like a college essay that's very in-depth, and I would oh, like yeah. to read all of it. Um, so we'll go into that more at a in later another episode. In a couple, ep- a couple episodes Day from now, tuned. probably. Um, yeah, but basically, when you start talking about asexuality as a disorder, that gets super questionable. Um, yep. So yeah, I guess... Do you have anything else to say on this topic? Sorry we, as usual, jumped around a bit. Um, I, that's I, one thing that's probably never going to change. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, I even did do some research beforehand and I still discovered things as we were going. So sorry about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think TLDR, it wasn't ill intended, but, um, people and the creators of the drug, uh, need to do more research. Yep. Basically. Um, so yeah, what's our poll? Oh, wait, we have our Beef of the Week, too. Oh, my God, Beef of the Week. I have beef. before the poll. No, we do the poll first, and then we have Beef of the Week. Okay, okay, so what's the poll? I don't know. I asked you that question. Would you take this drug? That is... Everyone's going to say no. If... Okay, here's the thing. If it didn't have serious, like, medical concerns, if there was a drug... To increase your sexual desire, would you take it? Or... I think that's a sad question. No, but. I I think... I, I think maybe a better question would be... If there weren't so many um, safety concerns with this drug... Do you think this drug is an okay thing to exist? Like, morally? Yeah. Like... Okay. Like, considering... Considering all of it, considering, you know, the how women's sexual health yep. and desire is, you know, always put below men's, but also considering uh, sexuality and considering yeah, all I of would these be, things. I would be very interested to hear that because medical issues aside, I still don't know what my answer to that is. Same. So, so I, I won't be, be voting. Uh, yep, yeah, me either. You guys, please vote. Yeah, don't, don't be like us. Come up with a decision. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that'll be... Um, on our Twitter, but before we get to all of our social media, it's time for our beef of the week. Woo. That's a new thing we're doing. We didn't do it last week because like last week was pre-recorded, but oh, we've, that's true. Oops. Yeah, um, my beef of the week is actually from like a week ago. I pre-prepared this beef of the week, oh, uh, okay. so I <laughs> so I posted an Instagram um, at Castielli. I just took it off private. Um, I posted an Instagram, I was at a pool, and I was wearing a bathing suit, and it wasn't even that, like, wild of an Instagram, like, I don't, I don't have that much boobery, like, whatever, um, and it is by far the most liked picture, picture on my Instagram, and I was just like, y'all, did I really just have to whip out my boobs to, to be the most liked picture? That's all. That's my beef of the week. All right. I, I appreciate that everyone liked it. Don't unlike it. I'm cute. I I'm know. I'm gonna go unlike it. Don't do it. Um, but also just like, come on. Why is the world come like on, guys. this? Come on. Yeah, but don't unlike it, please. If you have liked I it. Know. <laughs> okay. But it's like it's it's my best by like, I would say a solid like, twenty likes. Dang, that's not even small. No. I mean, if you have, like, 10,000 followers, that's pretty small. But, like, I have, like, 550 followers. Not even. So. Anyway. My beef of the week. My beef of the week is that for some reason, when you become an adult, you're, like, not allowed to have emotions anymore. Yeah. And I'm, like, I get that I'm an adult, and maybe I should be better at controlling them. Like, I know that about myself. Mm -hmm. But, like... Why that now I'm an adult that, like, works, are my emotions suddenly, like, need to be stifled? Yeah. Solid question. I know that doesn't relate to anything. Yeah. My beef of the week did relate, but I can promise that my beef of the week will not relate every week, so. (laughs) That's my beef of the week, is, like, I get I'm supposed to be a professional adult, but, like, I also have feelings. Sorry. 
Mm-hmm. That's Yay. all. All right. Um, so it's a weird transition, but there's nobody. Well, I have a transition. Beef of the week. What's the transition? You can find that poll and tell us your beef of the week. But do we want everyone's beef of the week, Kayla? Yes. Okay. All right. You can find. <laughs> do we want their beef of the week? Ah, uh, yes. I want people to gossip at me. Are you kidding Actually, me? Actually, that's valid. Okay. What um, the hell? Yes. <laughs> The fuck, Sarah? Wait, can I tell a quick story about our Sarah, Twitter? we're already, like, this is, like, an hour long already. We're, we're cutting a fair chunk of it, though. You're welcome. Um, <sighs> no, but I, Kayla, last week, accidentally got us locked out of our Twitter. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was fucking with the birthday and accidentally said we were younger than 13. <laughs> I accidentally said we were, like, a year old. <laughs> TBH. And then I had to send my a picture of my driver's license to Twitter to prove that I am an adult. So now Twitter has a picture of my driver's license, (laughs) which is neat. Uh, Anyway, if you want to see our Twitter, which uh, is now operational, you can find that at SoundsFakePod. You can also find us on, I almost said Instagram. We don't have one of those. Uh, You can also find us on Tumblr, uh, SoundsFakePod.tumblr.com. Um... You can email us on spakepod at gmail.com, and we now have a website which has a really complicated URL. So, link down below. Uh, soundspakepod.wix No, we don't need to say it. Just, <laughs> it'll just be, don't. It'll just be there. It's funny. Okay. Yeah, no, but the, it, we have a website, but the domain is annoying, so just click on it. Because um, do I have money to buy us a custom domain? No. No. Do I think you should give me that money? Yes, if you yes. have the funds. Yes, after we buy our microphones. Um, oh, God, so much to buy. <laughs> um, yeah, you. we also have a Patreon if you want to give us money so we can buy microphones and then a domain. Um, <laughs> that You can find us patreon.com slash soundsfakepod. Um, give us your money. We have some... Some good perks. pitch. Good pitch. Thank you. Um, our for our patrons, our two dollar patrons are Sarah Jones and Keith McBlain. Our five dollar patrons are Jennifer Smart, Osritha Vanakota, Austin Lager, Finney, and Perry Fierro. And our ten dollar patrons are Emma Fink. You can find her on YouTube at Emma T Fink by looking that one up. Uh, and we also have Tristan Call, who would like to promote uh, the DeviantArt and Tumblr page, Rationally Paranoid. Uh, thanks for listening. Don't come at us. I know this was a controversial topic. I, yeah, I just want to put a last disclaimer, like... If any, no one listens to this part, first of, fine. First of all, well, if they're mad, they might. <laughs> first of all, if we did say anything problematic, like, do tell us. We want to be better. But, like, be... But also know that we... Like, simple that, about it. Yeah, but also know that, like, we were talking about things very simplistically. And, because like, this is a podcast and not a 40-page research paper. Which maybe I'll write. No, I won't. But, like, so, like, we know. Mm-hmm. But also, like, if you really do have something to say, like, we want to hear it. Just, yeah. like, be nice. Because yeah. I'm fragile. <laughs> Kayla has emotions. <laughs> um, yes. Thank you for listening. And tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. And until then, take good tick. Oh, no. We should <laughs> do it. <laughs> Can we keep that? Yeah. Just take good care of your cows. Fuck it. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> Bye.